Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And I have a show I do with Josh Jones called Grow Your 1099, where we're propelling the door-to-door industry in terms of tips and techniques. And this particular episode, we had Laura Jack, who the best way I could say she's one of the most amazing humans I've ever encountered. Absolutely strong compassion, a beautiful spirit. If you just want to feel the, and, and I have to use the kinesthetic word feel, if you just want to feel who she is and, and her impact on the world and by listening her impact on you, you got to listen to this episode. And if you like what you hear, please uh, like, like, like the button, subscribe to our channel and uh, we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks. Hi, Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy at AHA That, and welcome to another episode of Grow Your 1099 with Josh Jones. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, everyone. We are super excited to have Laura Jack on See, the show. By the way, this is a name you could pronounce. Yes, <laughs> it is a very simple name to pronounce. That's true. Um, Mitchell, Mitchell, um, would you be able to introduce Laura and just uh, I, let us I'd know? I'd love to. So I, I, uh, I'm part of a group called the Evolutionary Business Council, went to an event that was uh, co-hosted with the Global Influence Summit. And every now and then you meet somebody and you just all of a sudden go, there's this stream that, that connects you and you go, I can relate to you. And we, Laura was that person and we sat down for, for lunch and you had your young one with you. I did. And it was, we had a beautiful conversation. And, and by definition, it's kind of who you are. You're all about compassion. And you've written a book called The Compassion Code. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Oh, darn. <laughs> no, you did. You oh, got it right. <laughs> and uh, well, anyway, welcome. I'm so happy to, to uh, have you join us. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Nice to meet you, Josh. I hadn't met you in per- or I guess this isn't in person, but it's kind of in person. Yeah. It's as about close as close as, as you get. get. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am I'm excited to hear how your specialty, your your profession relates to um, mine because I, I feel like every single job, every single profession, they're all interrelated in some ways. And uh, like we, we talked to somebody who was, was all about data analytics uh, a few weeks back and his job perfectly, perfectly applied to um, what, what door-to-door salespeople need to, need to hear. And so could you, um, Laura, could you tell us just a little bit about your, your work? and yeah. what, what you, what you do on a daily basis? Absolutely. So it's interesting. Cause I'm like, it seems really obvious to me how compassionate communication fits into door-to-door salesmen, door-to-door sales, because one, going door-to-door is not an easy job, I can imagine. Like, it's not 
And, and as you mentioned right before we got on here, sometimes it can be really, really draining and where you don't ever want to see people again because it's exhausting. And especially when you have to get used to hearing a lot of no, right? You get a lot of no's. You get a lot of clear answers, which is nice because sometimes people in other industries or other professions give you a maybe, and that's also annoying. Uh, but you get a lot of no, and then you clearly have gotten a lot of yes, or you wouldn't be here. So um, I think though that my profession and how it relates to yours is that I teach people how to have compassionate communication and how to have compassion both for themselves and other people. So you're considering like, how can I be compassionate toward these people who are opening their door to me? And my first thought was, how can you be compassionate to yourself when the answer you hear or the way that they treat you isn't kind? Right? Because that's what keeps you going is you have to be kind to yourself because a lot of times you're not going to get the validation from the person who's opening that door to you. So the compassion actually has to start within mm. in order for us to have compassion for others. We have to start by having compassion for ourselves. Tell me, tell me what that means. So let's say I'm, uh, my job is Josh and, and I don't know if I asked you, how many doors does somebody knock on in a day? about it depends on their on their job description their experience with it when i first started i kept track of the people who i talked to this isn't doors that i knocked on that nobody answered it was just people i talked to and it was about 40 a wow. wow all right so so laura um if if you're if you're talking to 40 people a day you get to that 21st person and and some people have not necessarily been nice to you. <laughs> How do you like yourself? I mean, what is it that you do to yourself first so that you're, that you could even be better on that 21st knock and 21st conversation? Yeah. Well, I think that it, like I personally, I have little mantras that I say to myself because it is really easy to be, to have that we have, we talk to ourselves anyway, whether we say it out loud or not, because the self-critical talk is what comes out a lot of times. Gosh, am I even doing the right thing? Like, what's wrong with me? Like, why are these people being mean to me? Like, so we blame or we shame ourselves, right? And so I'll say something like, I completely and deeply accept myself or I, I love myself. And there's actually a really good book called um, Love Yourself or Love, yeah, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. It's a really short little book. It's amazing. And actually the cover of the book is a guy holding a gun to his head because it's basically how he came out of this really dark place to love himself again. Um, and he talks about how we create these neural pathways, right? So if we have this negative self-talk, that's like, ugh, I suck, I'm stupid, I can't believe I'm doing this. And those are the things, it's like a river valley, right? So the river valley, when the water first flows, it's very, you know, there's not much of a crevice, right? Or crevasse. <laughs> but once, when the water flows for long periods of time, the same route over and over, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper and wider and wider. And so the first time I say I love myself or I accept myself in my head, it, it might just feel so weird because there's no track yet. You're, you know, on uncharted territory. And, but as you do it more and more and more, the crevasse, the, you know, the river, the ability for that neural pathway gets wider and deeper. So it feels more natural, more easy. And it's a go-to rather than, God, what's wrong with me? Which is kind of, you know, unfortunately as humans, we're so mean to ourselves 
right? And so at that 21st door, I say it's the same as the first door, the 40th door, which is no matter what happens in those doors or behind that door, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Wow. Which is an EFT technique. I don't know if you guys know about emotional freedom technique. Um, it's kind of, you know, for some people it's super woo, woo, but there's a lot of science behind it. And the first person who taught me EFT, which is emotional freedom technique was my uncle who was a physician in Hawaii. And he was way, this is in 2007 or eight. And he was telling us this, that he was doing it first with his patients before he did any other procedures on them was teaching them, you know, even though my, like my back hurts a lot and I feel old, I deeply and completely accept myself. And there are all these tapping points. So, and I was like, this is so weird. And he's like, and then they would just like get up and walk. And I was like, what? You know? And so anyway, that was where I first learned about this. And, but I think really what it comes down to is just a pattern interrupt. Right. Mm, yeah. So it's pattern interrupting like those negative self-talk. And Josh, I just think this is so interesting. You mentioned that you come from a family of doctors and so do I. Um, my dad's brothers were both doctors, my stepmom and two of her children are doctors. I just like two of my ex-boyfriends are doctors. I'm, I've been surrounded by doctors my whole life. And when you said 40 doors, that's about how many patients a physician sees a day as well. And so there's something that you guys have in common more than you probably even thought is you both see people, a lot of people every day and it's exhausting and it can be exhausting and draining if you're not careful. So one of the, one of the things that happens over time when you're knocking doors is, is it gets to the point where you're way more efficient with it and you're only talking to maybe four or five people a day. And mm -hmm. so that, that's actually last, last year, it was, it was probably on average two to four people a day is wow. all I would talk to. Wow. And the level of success with that was so much higher. Oh yeah. And I, I think it, it does stem back to what you're talking about is that, that idea of compassion, that idea of really caring about the person on the other side of the door and having also that, that positive self-talk. So I, I've, I've noticed for me, one of the things that helps me get into that, like that more positive mindset is listening to audiobooks. So every time when I'm driving, that's, that's what to me triggers my positive self-talk. It controls the, the inner dialogue in my, in my mind and makes it so when somebody does shut me down and make me try to make me, not try to make me feel horrible, but I have the option to feel horrible or to take another path. Right. listening to something uplifting is, has done that. Um, I like those, those positive affirmations that, that you talked about. Um, it, it reminded me, Brian, Brian Tracy wrote the psychology of selling. And that was mm -hmm. one of the things, one of the very first sales books I read. And he said, one of the things that you should say is I like myself. I love myself. I like myself. I love myself. And just keep repeating that over and over again before you go and you talk to your prospect and that makes such a difference. It does. And, you know, I have to tell you, because you mentioned that you have young kids, and I know that um, Mitchell also, well, he has a grown, a older kid now, but had a young kid. Sometimes your kids are actually, like, beat you up, too, a little bit. And I use that even with my daughter. Like, <laughs> one day she said to me, I don't love you, Mommy. And she's three and a half. And, you know, part of me was like, ah. and in my head I said, I love and accept myself. 
because she can't validate me. She's three and a half. She doesn't know. It's not her job to make me feel important or good. Like she's a little person. And same with your clients, your patients, your friends, like our, they build this up when they can, but that's not their job. Our job is to take care of ourselves. And then we can be more generous and loving and giving of ourselves to others. I love that. So you just said a mouthful in a short period of time. And I absolutely was, I was ready to receive. But could you do that again in a broader scale? Because I love the concept of what you just said. And that is the person that's going to give you affirmation for life is you. That's what you said. Yeah. Well, and- you're the only person that you wake up and go to bed with forever until the day you die. Even if you're married, even if whatever, because you don't know how long you're like, as a person who's been in the grief field for five, almost five years, you don't know when your partner's last day is. You don't know if there's no permanence in life. Everything has changed and there's no way to know who's going to be around tomorrow or not, both physically and like living or, you know, people leave each other all the time. I deal with so many people going through divorce and the only person that you have is you a hundred percent of the time. And so we have to be kind to ourselves and then that can help inform others on how they treat us as well. Because a lot of times people are just reflecting Mm. what we're putting out about how we feel about ourselves. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that That was beautiful. I, I think that my, my profession especially would be a good, a good um, test subject to see and like study out that idea of what you just said, because I, I can look back to times when I just felt bad about myself and I was just, just so much negative self-talk mm-hmm. and no matter how hard I tried to put on a smile and just, just fake it, um, if I felt bad about myself, customers felt bad about me just the same as I felt about myself. Exactly. And you know what, like what's interesting and it's kind of an counterintuitive approach is to just tell the truth about yourself. Like I'm here and I'm having kind of a shitty day or like, you know, like not to say that that's their burden. I'm not trying to burden you with this, but I just want you to know where I'm coming from. I really want to offer you this because I believe in this. And I know it's going to be good for you, but from a personal standpoint, I'm just not feeling that great. (laughs) Like people are like, it's like a total, like, like pattern interrupt for them because they're used to you being like, I'm great and everything's fine and everything's perfect and being salesy. Right. But salesy doesn't have to be salesy. It doesn't have to be inauthentic. It can be real, which the real truth is that you love what you're selling or you wouldn't be selling it. But today, this guy, the guy who's selling this amazing thing that I think you should have, is feeling kind of crappy because I woke up, my kid has a fever, right? My kid dropped my cat off the porch, like whatever. <laughs> like whatever is the truth for you in that moment, you can say. You don't even have to tell them the full truth. You just say, I'm not having a good time. You don't have to overshare and tell them all your problems because they probably won't receive that as well. However, it what it does is it builds connection because they say, oh, you're real, but you're still here and you're still trying to sell me this thing that you believe in? Wow. You know, that, that, that authenticity that you're talking about, I've, I've, seen, I've absolutely seen that. And the specific example that I've seen is every time my wife is about to have a baby in the month leading up to it, 
I'm always like, I'm, I've got this like anxiety about totally. me, this nervousness. And I, I feel like I need to explain to them and say, Hey, this is what's going on in my life. Exactly. Just to let you know, I'm opening up to you. I'm sharing just enough to let you know that I'm, I'm a real person that I have this real anxiety, this real stress in my life right now. And the reception that I've seen, it's, it's like a 180. It's absolutely. they're like, Oh yeah, absolutely. They're yeah, so we're all human beings. They've been there before they know. Right. And so suddenly it's, wow, you're not some superhuman fake person presenting this facade of, of, you know, happy salesman. It's, Oh, you're just like me. Right. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what you have. I want it. Yeah. I want it too. Yeah. This guy called me on the phone the other day and I, I still have my Yelp in Austin because I had a baby and I just have been lazy since I moved up to Oregon. And so I have my Yelp in Austin, which means I get calls from people in Austin every once in a while trying to, you know, get me to do something or sell me something. And this guy called and he's like, Hey, would you want to sponsor uh, the Crockett high school for like a banner for their football, you know, for football. And I was like, actually, like I live in Oregon now, Um, but he was so like, there was something about the quality of his voice. He was so like authentic. I was like, I'm happy to brainstorm with you for a couple minutes. This is really something I do best. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah. So I was like, you know, what do high school kids like to do? I was like, I'm a life coach. They're not that interested in that. He's like, I was like, but what do you think high school kids like to do? I was like, I can name two things, bowling and trampoline gym. There's like a bowling alley right by where he, right where that school is. I was like, why don't you give those guys a call? And he's like, yeah. So he actually <laughs> emailed me like an hour. I gave him my email address. I was like, let me know how it goes. I want to hear. And so I gave him like three or four ideas of things that I thought would be beneficial to him more than a life coach, you know, getting a banner ad. And he ended up calling me. He's like, all three of the people that you suggested signed up to do a banner yeah. for the high school. <laughs> Beautiful. But it was like, he was so real. Like I just, there was something about the quality, again, the quality of his voice, like the authenticity that he had. It felt like it was like his first day, even though I don't think it was. He was just like really, really nice. And I was like, I can't help you in that, in the way that you called me for, but I have this other idea that might be helpful. Nice. Right? It's just connection. Yeah. But you did something for him and you use, you use this phrase twice so far. And I love it. It's pattern interrupt. Mm. And, I, and I think the, Josh, this is something that we've not necessarily talked about before. And I really like it because, you know, I have to tell you, so my, my wife and I are in the house and the door knocks and we don't expect anyone coming. She'll look at me and say, your job, right? <laughs> and I'm the person who goes to open the door and politely say, no, thank you. Right. Yeah. And so I put on my smile, no thank you hat before I walk to the door. My wife hides somewhere because she doesn't want to even <laughs> open the door. Right. And so what you're saying is somehow the person on the other side needs to hit that pattern interrupt. Yeah. In a, in a kind, good way. Cause you could hit it in a really bad way too. So that's the, the term that we use in door to door is it's called breaking preoccupation. Mm. And so ba- basically there's, there's something that you need to say at the beginning or an attitude that you need to have that is absolutely not what people are expecting. So what do you and do? 
so the, the specific that, that I train people on is um, having the attitude of being like what we say, the meter man. So if you think about a meter man, if a meter man comes to your house, he's just, he's just reading the meter. He's checking the meter. He's supposed to be there. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, cool. Okay. So yeah, you're supposed to be here. The way that you start the conversation is very much just very casual, very laid back and just, you know, straight, straight to the point about business, but it's more of the attitude of, yeah, I um, I, I had you on my list that I put together of people to talk to about this program. Um, and then you just jump into it. Like just that right there versus, hi, I'm so-and-so with such and such company. And it's just like, oh, great. Okay, give me your sales pitch. Just completely changing the initial point of contact. It's it's like, oh, okay, you're, you're supposed to be here. Well, and also what I heard from you is that it sounded more intentional. You, I picked you, you were on my list. Like that sounds intentional as opposed to like, I'm just knocking on every door in the neighborhood and yours is a door. You're a door. Cause then you made them feel somewhat important too. Like I think that sounds like. The most important piece of that though, that I I failed to mention. So we also have, um, it's, it's public records if you just take an extra, you know, 10 seconds to look at it before you knock on someone's door, you can know exactly who you're talking to. You can know exactly who the homeowner is. And if you knock on their door and say, Hey, is this the Levy residence? Oh yeah. You must be Mitchell. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. I had you on my list of people to, to, to contact about this. It's like, Oh, okay. First of all, nobody knocks on my door and knows my name that's trying to sell me something. Oh, by the way, just so you know, that would both scare me and get me excited at the same time. <laughs> okay. Which at is a pattern time. interrupt, right? Which like, is a pattern. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you know why what? Tony Robbins curses so much? Is it the pattern interrupt? It is. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't have said that unless we were talking about it. So. Well, I know. I wouldn't have asked you that question. <laughs> the answer. <laughs> No, but he does because he says that like people, you know, he uses the F-bomb a lot. If you ever watch anything of him, he yeah. is like. And, but, you know, and, if you went to Ireland, it, it, it wouldn't do a right. thing because a right. comma and a period is is the F-bomb. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. It's true. It's like a matter of how you use the language. But, um, yes. So I think that's so great, Josh. I think that's really interesting because, yeah, you ha- it sounds very intentional. You sound like you're happy to be there. And the compassion that I hear or like maybe think of is that those people are living a life before you knocked on their door too. And so it's, it's recognizing that like before you came to the door, especially if somebody treats you poorly, you don't know what they're going through. So remember, like number one thing to remember there is that it's not about you. It's not about you. And you may feel like it's about you because they may take it out on you, but it's not. Yeah. One, one question that I, that I had for you just when yeah. we're talking about this, cause we had the, uh, again, the show I referenced about analytics where the idea of analytics is looking at what you've done in the past mm-hmm. and then trying to improve based on, on what your history has been. How do you separate this idea of trying to improve and critique yourself, critique your, your performance to improve, and then 
and balance that with this idea of compassion and self self. Guess what? Compassion is also something that you can improve. Hmm. Just like any other skill, compassion is something, it's a muscle that has to be grown. So Hmm. you can actually take note of how do I feel about my compassion now? Like today, am I, do I consider myself a compassionate person? Am I kind to myself? How often are my thoughts positive versus negative towards myself or others? Am I judgmental? Am I curious? Right. And then you can, you work on that. So before you open the door or knock on your door, besides now that you're so comfortable with your, your approach to them, which is great. You think to yourself, this person has a life before I knock on their door. And that grows your compassion because then you're curious about what their life might be like before you knocked on their door. They may have just had a fight with their partner. They may be have sick children. They may just not feel very good about themselves. Maybe they don't feel like they have enough money to invest in something like solar or any other thing that you want to offer them. So maybe their mom has Alzheimer's and they just want to have to visit her and her that she has to move into a unit where she can't leave. You know, like, so I, I spend time like literally making up stories about people about why they act the way they do. Cause I might not ever know, but at least when I do that, it gives me compassion for what might be part of their story or somebody else's story. Right. And so you can grow your compassion just like you can, improve on your analytics, right? Like it doesn't mean that you can't also consider that. And when you don't add up to what you hope that you do, that's where the self-compassion comes in again. It's saying, okay, I wasn't very nice to myself today. I'm going to try again tomorrow. I want to be nicer to myself tomorrow. And so it's, it's really like owning the compassion throughout, not just when you are doing a good job, but it's also and you're like, oh shit, I was such a jerk today, or I didn't do a very good job, or that person just really pissed me off. And then you say, oh, I'm human. I love and completely accept myself, and I'm going to be better tomorrow. I'm going to be kinder tomorrow to myself and others. So mm. is that is that the top thing that you've seen? Is that just positive positive affirmation? Is that the top thing that you've seen that helps increase that, that self-love or are there, are there maybe two or three other things, specific takeaways that people can do right now to increase that, that self-love? So some of it is also like how you physically care for yourself. So boundaries is a really good one too. So um, having safe and healthy boundaries is a good way for somebody to have self-love and self-care. Meaning, like, say somebody asks you to do something and you don't want to. It's how do I lovingly say no? Hmm. So when somebody says no to you, there's a nice way to say no and there's a rude way to say no. As you probably know. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's like the nicest no that anybody ever gave you? Oh my goodness. Uh, I've, I, I have a lot of people who they're like, Oh my goodness. We absolutely love you. You're just an incredible salesman. It's just, it's not going to work for us right, right now. Like I've, I've had, I've had things like that all the time and I'm just like, Oh man, like I can't even be mad at you. Exactly. So that is how we grow that those people had good boundaries and were able to communicate effectively and with compassion 
which is, dude, I'd love to buy what you're selling because you're awesome. And I just don't have that. That's not something I need right now, or that's not in our budget right now. Um, there's an expression that somebody said, which was like, uh, what did she say? She's like, Oh, I've, I've used my budget for this, this month already. Like, so, you know, when like the, you know, um, Planned Parenthood or Save the Children or whatever approaching you on the street, which I'm sure you have compassion for them because as a door-to-door sales guy, you're used to approaching people who may not want what you have, right? Maybe not as much now as you did, you know, a few years ago, because now it sounds like it's more keyed in. But those people, I have so much compassion for them because it's a really hard job. And I already give to multiple charities like that. So I might say something like, you know, I'm so impressed that you're out here. I can't imagine like how hard this job might be, which is a human to human truth. Like I can't imagine how hard your job is and you're doing so great. Like I love that you're doing this and my budget for what I'm giving this month or this year is already full. So I already give to these three organizations and I really, but I, and I hope that you find people who can give to you. So Mm -hmm. like, even though I'm sure they're like, Oh man, like you said, they're not mad at me. They get it. And they're like, Oh, you were a human to me. You saw me. You treated me with kindness and respect instead of acting like I'm just like something to be close the door on their face. I just, I just had a flashback to a time down in Arkansas, my very first summer selling and somebody said no. And then they looked at how just like exhausted and tired and hungry I was. They could see that. And she was like, do you want me to make you some lunch? <laughs> really? Oh, she invited me into her house. I still remember her house just vividly. She invited and you were me like, into her yes. house. And yeah, she made me, she made me a ham and cheese sandwich. I think she cut it in a triangle for me. Like, So you saying yes to her offer was self-compassion. Oh yeah. Because you're like, yeah, I feel like crap. I'm exhausted. I'm hungry. And you're showing me kindness. And instead of denying it, which a lot of people do, Mm -hmm. you showed yourself compassion by saying yes. Oh, that's fascinating. Oh, that's really fascinating. Sorry, we're we're slightly off topic, but many times in that scenario, uh, there are people I know who would say no. Exactly. And they're going to say no because they don't really understand the intention of the person on the other side and they don't feel like they could reciprocate in any way. And so they'll say no as opposed – and what you're saying, regardless of what – what the reasons are for saying no, what you're really saying is they're not saying yes to themselves. Right. That's really interesting. When somebody gives you a compliment, it's the same thing. If somebody says, you're so handsome and you say, oh no, I'm not. Or you're so beautiful. No, you're rejecting their compliment, which is not only rude to them, but you're being self, it's self-harming too. So instead we say, thank you so much. That's so kind of you. So we're giving them a gift, which is receiving their compliment, and we're giving ourselves a gift because we're hearing it. We're not denying the kindness or the gesture, right? It's super important to accept help from people. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that idea. Wow. Hey, we are are surprisingly at our end. Um, (laughs) So, Josh, why don't... 
if you don't mind, well, well, typically what we like to do, Laura, at the end is, is we're going to ask you, uh, but first I'm going to let Josh summarize. We're going to ask you what it is that, what questions should we have asked you that we didn't? And then, of course, how people could reach you. Josh, do you want to summarize first? What did this do from you from a perspective of what you do day to day? Well, so I, one of the things that I started reflecting on is just thinking about the people who I've known in door-to-door sales who have been the most successful people. And one of the the stigmas that successful door-to-door people get is they seem very cocky, very self-absorbed. And I think that I, this, this whole idea that, that we've been talking about, I think that the perception that from the outside that people have towards those individuals is, is that they're, they're cocky, they're self-absorbed. But I think the idea of caring about yourself, about loving yourself, about putting, putting your, your needs again, to, to be a happy person above, above a lot of other priorities, putting, putting that as a, as a top priority is extremely important. Life, Even saying about- yes to going to the bathroom. Like, do you need to use the restroom? Yes, I do. Yes. Like owning, Lots like loving your body enough to like go to the restroom when you need to. I know it sounds silly, but it's a big thing, but it, we don't even often do that for ourselves. So I, I think that that whole idea of like almost, almost thinking, no, I don't want to impose. I, I think that idea needs to be a done away with. And we just need to be authentic humans with each other. I, the, the thing is, if, if, my, if my parents or a sibling offered me something like that, absolutely, please help. I need the help. Please, I'll, I'll definitely accept it. Um, once we start to have those kinds of interactions with customers, suddenly the, the tables shift and they go from being a customer to being a friend and, and almost family. And if you can build that relationship with your customers, the limit to your success, it's just, there, there's no limit to, to how successful you'll be. I just so, get the chills. Mm. Mm. <laughs> because I always say that friend, strangers are friends you haven't, or strangers are friends you haven't met yet. Oh, that's a beautiful phrase. I love that one. So basically what I, the biggest takeaway that I, that I got from this and that I would want people who work with me or work for me to, to recognize is love yourself, care about yourself, but then be authentic, be your authentic, happy self with the people you come into contact with. And your goal should be to make more, more family and more friends with the people who you, who you see on the other side of those doors. That friend strangers are friends who you haven't met yet i love that absolutely love that idea mm. and you know josh just i i want to take it just a step farther that you don't have to be your authentic happy self you can just be your authentic self because sometimes we're not happy and that's okay too it's owning all the feelings because we're human and like you said the anxiety before your wife was having her baby was what brought you closer to some of your customers. Mm-hmm, you weren't being your happy, authentic self. You were just being your authentic self. You're being your, oh my gosh, I'm about to be a dad again, or my, I'm about to be a dad for the first time. Oh my gosh, my wife is about to go into labor. Like you were just being real 
And that is what people love. That's why people tend to just like me and want to be with me is because I'm real. I don't do anything special. I'm just real. Right. And I think that is the connection. It doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time. That is the misconception is that only people will love you if you're happy. And it's not true. Mm. And Josh, while you're here, how do, how do people reach out to you? Um, email me. It's uh, Joshua Hutchins Jones at gmail.com. Um, that's, that's by far going to be the easiest way to, to contact me. Joshua um, Hutchins. How do you spell that? I want to reach out to you. H- H-U-T-C-H-I-N-S. H-U-T-C-H-I-N-S Jones at gmail.com. I am also on Facebook, so you can you can look me up on Facebook. I share a Facebook with my wife. So. Nice. That's so cute. <laughs> Some people yeah. would go, eh, but that's, I think it's cute. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Josh. Hey, Laura, what, is there a question that we should have asked you or something you'd like to add to, to close our conversation? I think the only thing that I ever want to add at the end is just to say, if you can shift your mindset when looking outward from judgment to curiosity, you'll be in a better position to have compassion. So rather than thinking, gosh, what a jerk, which is a judgmental statement, and it's okay to be judgmental sometimes, but we just can turn that into, gosh, wonder what happened to that guy. Because Say it again. People, if you could shift your mindset from judgment, from judgment to, to curiosity, curiosity. Oh. you'll be in a better position to be compassionate. Instead Every, of what a jerk, wonder what happened to that guy. That is extremely important. Everybody who's listening to this, please, 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 if, if there's anything <laughs> that you're going to take from this, absolutely write that down. Shift, shift your mindset from judgment to curiosity. I have, I have firsthand felt the difference when I do that, when I have that curiosity of, huh, well, they must have something going on. The rejection doesn't feel like rejection when you do that. And like you said, it enables you to have more of a long-term healthy career. It's, it's more sustainable when you do that. If you don't have that curiosity, it's you're, you're going to crash and burn and you're going to, your, your sales career will end very quickly. And you can be kind and curious about yourself too. You know, it doesn't always have to be outward, but it can be also inward. Huh? What's going on for me today? Why am I acting like this? Oh, I'm feeling really sad about X or I'm feeling really confused or I'm worried. I'm not going to meet my quota or whatever it is, you know? So it's, it's having that kind of compassion for yourself as well. So hopefully that, um, I feel like that's one of a big takeaway and the way that people can find me, if that's your next question <laughs> is just going to my website, laurajack.com. Um, you can email me at laura at laurajack.com and I have a Facebook page too, Laura Jack coaching. So if you're wanting to find me, spend time with me, or if you want to learn more about me, just read my book. There's like way too many personal stories in there, but they will hopefully help you learn even more about compassion. And my book, The Compassion Code, um, is really a lot of what we talked about today, which is just practical tips. Um, I have compassion and action tips. I have compassion. And then there's like relatable stories that'll help you understand what they actually mean, like we talked about today. So I'd suggest checking it out. Wow. Wow. So... I knew this would be powerful because I just enjoyed meeting you, Laura, and talking with you. And 
what happens is talking to you generically is, is one thing. And obviously we relate to each other, but talking to you specifically in relation to Josh and the world that he's presenting, I had expectations that were, you know, pretty high. And my friend, you went through the roof. Absolutely beautiful. I, and it was just, you were just being you and you were just applying you, but you were applying you to a situation that is much more relatable because it wasn't generic. It's, you know, we, you could like somebody, you know, we sat down and we're like instant friends. That's great. It's now applying it to what I do or, or what I do with Josh. And it's like, holy cow. I we will be quoting this interview and talking about you for as long as we do this show together, maybe even for the rest of our lives. And oh, so I just so, want to say thank you. So I'm blushing, see? And it's really I feel honored. That's very cute. And so like I'm just, so glad I got to be here. Just another another compliment for you. Okay, um, I'll take my, it. My, <laughs> my, wife, my my wife's been watching the show and uh I just I just saw that I got a text from her. And she said with an exclamation mark, I need her in my life. Oh, she can have me. I love friends. <laughs> so she's, she's, uh, she's probably going to be reaching out to you soon. Oh, so, good. I'm so we, glad. How uh, many kids do you guys have? We're going on our fourth daughter. And oh, my baby's May 23rd, my birthday. Oh, that's awesome. My husband's May 21st. Nice. Yeah. So, I have two little ones. So, gosh, four is a lot. And I'm a May baby too, so yeah. Um, what's your yeah. birthday? I remember you saying uh, the seventh. Oh, May so I'm May fourth. Oh wait, that's my mom's birthday. Really? <laughs> oh, it's the seventh. My mom's birthday is the seventh. Oh, look at all of us. We're so fun. We're a bunch of bulls in a room. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, watch that world. <laughs> Taurus is either love or hate each other. I don't know if you know that. So wait, no, no, no. I'm I'm Gemini. Oh, you're Gemini, but I'm saying Mitchell and I love each other because we're Tauruses. And Josh, so what's your birthday? I'm the 23rd. You said 23rd. Oh, 20, oh, so Aaron's a Gemini too. Okay, that's right. Oh, I didn't, I forgot. I, I forgot it It wasn't like completely a month. So yeah. Aaron is a Taurus Gemini cusp. So I always joke that he has three personalities. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and for those that want to reach out for me, just uh, best way, just Google my name, Mitchell Levy, and connect and to me on the- TED Talk. Uh, well, watch. Yeah, thank you. It's really yeah, good. It's being seen and heard as a thought leader, right? Is the yes, name of thank the you. Yeah. So, Laura, you're awesome. And and by the way, for those who, uh, for, for those that are watching this, because you want to come up on an upcoming show for us, how Laura did her closing was beyond spectacular, right? She, you know, you got yourself in there. You got your personality in there. You got your book in there. You know, it was nicely done. So thanks for referencing. Yes, I have a TED Talk called Being Seen and Being Heard as a Thought Leader. You go to YouTube and see that. Um, and that's always, if you want to know me before, that actually gives you a good feeling of who I am because uh, I do the compassion stuff and the trust and integrity and authenticity all come come through. Um, and what I'd like to say is I want to talk to you in the platform that you want to talk to me. So if you Google my name, what happens is the search engines spend hundreds of millions of dollars to make sure your name comes up with their platform. So connect me on the platform that you play on. So if it's LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook, Google Plus, Instagram, Snap, the place you play is the place I'll be happy to interact with you on. And uh, thank you. I am looking forward to rewatching this show as well. 
And uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for everyone uh, participating in this episode of Grow Your 1099. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. Thanks for listening to this episode of Grow Your 1099, where Josh Jones and I are helping to propel the door-to-door sales industry as one that's a great occupation. To learn more about Grow Your 1099, go to http colon slash slash aha.pub slash grow your 1099. And to learn more about creating and sharing your aha moments, go to ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book strategy session. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.